Hello, my name is Taylor Clement, and I'm the head of school at Kirk Day School. Hello, my name is Jeff Earhart, and I'm a graduate of Kirk Day School. Parents, our mission for this podcast is to walk with you through issues and give tools and considerations in parenting for topics that our students face each day. Today, we have KDS graduate Jeff Earhart as we look back on his life and the impact that Kirk Day School had on him. And so, Jeff, welcome. Thanks for being here. Appreciate that. Um, I want to just ask a few very basic questions. Who are you? Yeah, well, thanks so much for having me. Uh, my name's Jeff. Like you said, I'm a graduate of Kirk Day School. Um, I'm married to my wife, Erica. It'll be nine years this summer. There we got go. our, our Yellow Lab ace, who's five. Um, that's a little bit about who I am. And what do you do now? I have a state farm agency, so we do insurance and financial services for um, individuals, families, and small businesses. Gotcha. And you're, you're in Kirkwood. You can find your, your picture, or we like to call mugshot, around Frontenac and Ladue area as well as Kirkwood. That's so, right. Yeah. We're, on a, we're on a couple bus stops around there. Yeah. So parents, Jeff and I are good friends. We, we do a lot together outside of, of work, but it's also really interesting that, that he's a KDS grad and God's kind of worked that into our lives. Um, so we, we've enjoyed ourselves as far as just being able to hang out and get to know one another. Uh, Jeff's also a big supporter of the school, which we're grateful for. So, Jeff, to start, tell us, tell us, when did you come to KDS and how did you get to KDS? I started um, at, at Kirk Day School when I was in fifth grade, so I went there fifth and sixth grade and then went to Westminster, and I always thought, looking back, that the reason I went to Kirk was just so that my mom was for sure guaranteed a spot for me to get into Westminster. I didn't think that she thought I'd be able to to get in there by passing the tests and doing the interviews and so that's what I always thought it was. <laughs> she um, had a lot of faith in you? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Um, but anyway, you know, it turns out in talking with her about doing this and stuff, it was a little bit of a different story. But I started here in fifth grade and went to went to public school before that. And where what public system were you in before? I was in um, Kirkwood School. So I grew up there, went to Tillman, kindergarten through fourth grade. And who um, was your fifth grade teacher? My fifth grade teacher was Miss Simon. So parents, that's Miss Stone today, but Miss Simon. So, what do you remember about uh, Miss Simon's class? I just, I mean, the the Kirk was so. I call it the Kirk. I guess it's KDS. It's fine. I'll call yeah. her Miss Simon. I guess it's Miss Stone, but it's semantics. No, yeah, we, that's we, right. We, yeah, it's the same it was place. just so much different than what I was used to. I mean, it, and how? You know, it um, when I was at Tillman, it was a lot. You know, kind of do what you want. Maybe some of the students were doing math. I was playing GI Joes in the back. You know, my mom would volunteer. Um, you know, she was a, a domestic engineer. She calls herself, but she's a stay-at-home mom. And so she would come in and volunteer and be like, "Jeff, you need to be paying attention." You know, I'm like, "Well, why? We're you know we're back here playing GI Joes. I don't get what." What's I am big? paying attention. So it was just yeah. so much different. There was so much order. There was so much structure. We had to walk down the hall in a certain way. We had to line up before school. We had to line up after school. It was just totally different than, you know, what I was accustomed to the first four years of, of school for myself. Yeah. And Miss Simon specifically, uh, how was that coming coming into her classroom? I know how she is. I know how she was. Talk, talk about that. You know, it's funny. Um, looking back, it was, I didn't so much mind being in that class. She probably hated me being in her class. <laughs> I'm sure there was other parents that were like, oh, gosh, my kid's in there with Jeff. Um, you know, I did a lot of talking as a kid uh, during times that I wasn't supposed to be. 
Um, I had a lot of energy as a child, and uh, I still do have a lot of energy, and um, I didn't really harness that well. I didn't know how to harness that well. So I remember um, probably causing her a lot of uh, frustration throughout the course of the day, and I got a million just stories and memories of stuff I did that I wasn't supposed to be doing. And So can you give us one? Well, um, oftentimes I would get time off of recess, uh, and I'd have to sit on my parking spot on the curb. Um, Is that the one with your initials out there? Yeah, today? there's probably a yeah, plaque. Yeah. There's probably a plaque there, and we're not. Yeah. And it's funny, um, Jeremy Worrell, uh, he was younger than me, but him and I are best buddies till this day, and we sat next to each other on the wall, and that's kind of <laughs> how we. That's kind of how we met. And our parents are good friends now, and everything else. But um, one time we were doing science, and um, I volunteered to be like the tester. We were testing reflexes, like if you hit your knee joint, you know, your knee would go. And so I was sitting on a table, and she had the little, whatever that's called, the mouth that, yeah. you know, hit your knee. And she hit my knee, and I raised up my right arm. And she didn't see that, you know, because she was looking at my knee, and she's like, huh, that's kind of weird. Like, you know, an active person like you, you think your reflexes would go. And she hit it again, and I moved my left arm, and the whole class just started dying laughing. And then she finally realized what was happening, and... You know that was that was some time off recess. Well, uh, you know. Yeah. That, I'm not surprised. Yeah. One day I managed to lose <laughs> an entire week of recess uh, before lunch on Monday, just with rowdy behavior and and being bad. And this is great. Yeah. 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 Um, well, hold on, hold on. So, did you do the sixth grade musical? Oh yeah. Yeah. Yep. What, what was your music? Uh, Betsy Roig was the um, sixth grade teacher, and we were going through Proverbs, and she cast me as the role of the sluggard. So I have here, and I'll shake the paper so parents can hear, the program from your sixth grade. You're kidding. No. <laughs> so the, the Journey to Jesus and Wise Guys uh, are, are in here. And so in this, uh, Mrs. Roig pulled this when I told her that you and I are going to be sitting down, and she does have you listed as the sluggard. Yeah. So so take a look at that. Uh, Man, a few other names that I'm, I'm familiar with are, are on that sheet as well, which is pretty great. I'm sure that was a real proud moment for my parents. My only line was snorting twice, pretending like I was sleeping. And uh, so the group of kids actually had to carry me off the stage because the sluggard was so lazy, as we know, yeah. that I couldn't even walk myself off the stage because I was, I was sleeping the day away. Oh, that's great. We, we joke, and often you, you have a lot of jokes mm -hmm. about how well you know my office. Um, just Spent because a lot of time here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so my question is, you know, looking back, as a kid, did mm -hmm. you like coming to KDS? I loved coming here. Um, I got in all kinds of trouble, but, you know, I had a great time with my friends. A lot of the friends that I'm still close with to this day, um, I met in fifth and sixth grade. The guy that was the best man in our wedding, wedding Matt Walker, yeah. him and I met in sixth grade. Um, so we've been friends now almost probably 20 years. But So explain that, though. That, that's pretty dichotomous in, in the way yeah. that you're, you're talking. You're saying, hey, I got in a lot of trouble, but yet it was also some of the best years of my life. I think in high school that would make sense, but as a kid, they're, they're see, elementary school can feel almost, you know, like a penal system at times. So, mm -hmm. so how does that how does that work for you, at least in the way that you remember it? You know, when when Matt and I met, um, his first day of school, um, he was a new kid and he had these like ridiculous glasses. And I had ridiculous glasses at the time. It must have been the style or something like that. But he came in wearing sweatpants and a basketball jersey. This was pre-uniform parents. Yeah, yeah, and a white T-shirt underneath. And I'm like, that's my kind of guy. Because that's what I wore on my first day when I came to the Kirk. Um, was not familiar with, like, 
wearing khaki pants. I thought that was like a church thing that you yeah. did on Sundays. Yeah. So him and I hit it off and became really good friends since then. And every you know every grade, our you know friendship has gotten closer. And um, but yeah, I mean that that happened here. You know, a lot of the Bible verses that I have memorized to this day were ones that Miss Simon forced me to memorize. Um, give me an example of, of that process for you. Did you? I mean, was did that come naturally, or was that kind of nothing about school at all came naturally? You know, my mom was a saint, um, but we would spend hours trying to learn these things. And one of the things that I'll never forget, uh, my parents were great about they never blamed, to my knowledge, I don't think they blamed the school or the teachers for my failures or my wow. lack of doing well in class. You know, it was yeah. always you got to be better, Jeff. You got to be better. You can't keep doing you know, those kind of things. We'd have to spend all this extra hours studying. You know, my dad would, hey, no one cares how long it takes you to do this. They just care that you get it done. Yeah. yeah. And so you, you know, you learn things like that. But on these Bible verses, we were, you know, however many words there were in the verse, I believe is how many points there were. And you had to get every word right to get the points right. So I would say sometimes like he instead of him, and I'd miss one. Or I'd say and instead of and, and I'd miss a point. You know, and my mom, who's helping me study all these, hey, how'd you do on the Friday memory verse quiz and I'm like you know kids are always so honest yeah, you know? yeah. I didn't do very good I got a 7 out of 10 I, how's that possible Jeff you knew that verse well I said he instead of him and I didn't say the you know the bud and she's like I don't you know I don't feel like you should be missing points for that as long as you kind of get the gist of the and this sign man she stood firm you know she did not uh, I don't know if cave was the right word I don't really know if they had confrontations or not but she was like hey this is what this is how we do it Every word is worth a point, and that's the way it's going to be. And now I just see that, man, that is such an awesome lesson learned. I hated it at the time. I, I didn't care so much about my grades. My mom probably hated it more at the time. But, you know, we're a, um, a sales and a service organization in my business now. Yeah. And we don't really miss deadlines. We don't really miss, you know, things like that. And I hold my team to the same standard that Miss Simon held me to. And you don't think about that as a fifth grader, but a lot of the stuff that's made us um, some of the things that's made us successful was those same rules that she enforced. You know, this is the standard, and I don't care um, if you're the Jeff Earhart of the class or the smartest kid in the class, but this is what our standard is, and we don't change it. You know, and looking back, is like, man, that is awesome. Like, thankfully, I got to learn that as a fifth and sixth grader, and I'm not trying to learn that as a 31-year-old. So you now know. you you have a full team of people um, around you that, that mm -hmm. are employed by you. And so there's both responsibility to that as an employer and a weight of leadership. Mm -hmm. How do you hold them to that, especially thinking back? Because I think that's an awesome story, and I think a lot of times, I know for me, a couple of the most forming years of my life were, were when I was that same age, in fifth, fifth and sixth grade, a few experiences that I had. But holding your team to that standard mm -hmm. years later, you know, are you – regularly thinking about that or how does that how's that play out for you yeah I just you know I knew for myself um, no one really cared how long it took me to finish an assignment all that really mattered was what kind of a grade did you get on at the end no one really cared that I had to go to extra tutors and I had to do all this extra stuff that thankfully my parents were willing to sign me up for and, to, and yeah. you know and to do for me but they really only cared so much about the result and I think that's such a good lesson today is that Everybody has challenges. Everybody has different things that they have to go through. You know, you can focus on the fact that the cards are stacked against you, but at the end of the day, um, what, what matters is those results. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's just such a good lesson. So thankfully, um, the Kirk stood strong, and they did have, you know, rules, and those rules were enforced. 
I'm guessing it's the same today. Um, we try to. It's a little different, I yeah. will say, but but we definitely want want to make sure that we're holding our kids to a high standard. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Parents, by the way, if you hear any background noise right now, it's because one of our post-chapel parties is, is going on. If you've ever been to one of those, there's typically sugar involved. So uh, just, just know that's where some of the background noise is coming. But moving forward, Jeff, I want to talk about a little bit about your adolescence. So where did you go on after KDS? Um, went to Westminster. Um, started there in seventh grade. My parents, um, again, did not really want to do that, but they didn't want me to start a new high school, um, you know, as a freshman. Yeah. And so I um, yeah. went there in seventh grade and really, you know, enjoyed my time there. And again, I got in a ton of trouble in middle school and um, mostly for talking and for being active and other things like that. And, um, but yeah, you know, enjoyed it. Yeah. And did you, what did you do extracurricularly at uh, WCA? Um, in seven, so I only played hockey up until seventh grade, and then my mom um, signed me up for football and basketball, and I played baseball as a seventh grader. And, and looking back on it, I asked, you know, Mom, what, what made you do that? And she was like, well, with your sisters, I didn't get to go to the high school football games, and I wanted to go to high school football games, so <laughs> I signed you up for football in seventh grade, and, and that's kind of how it started. Did, so, did you ever play football before? Just at recess at the Kirk, and I'm telling you, I've been like in some pretty competitive games, and like the recess games that we had out in the parking lot was like fights would break out. I mean, it was like very competitive. Ben Wheely was a star receiver, so like he never had to miss any time off recess. So you know, they would always pick me. He would pick me to be on his team, even though I may not join him for five or ten minutes. Yeah. You know, depending on the day. But oh, that's fine. We had a so that was really the only time I played football was at the parking lot. Really? You know, out here. and Okay. Yeah. So before I go on with that, I do want to ask, did, did, did your parents and did you see a difference when you got to Westminster about KDS preparing you well? Um, I think that the, the culture shock for me was so strong coming from where I was at in fourth grade, you know, to Kirk that I'm not really sure how I could have managed, you know, the workload and the cat class load at you know, you hear it college prep and you don't really, from my standpoint, I didn't really think a right. whole lot about what that really means. I just thought it was, I was going to a Christian high school. You know, I was going to a Christian middle school. I didn't realize that I was going to a college prep high school, a college prep middle school. And so um, I was used to uh, having to spend a lot of time doing homework. Yeah. You know, again, it took me longer than it took most people, but I was already used to that. I was accustomed to that. So that was kind of already built into you know, to our routine. Yeah. Um, even little things like getting the assignments home. You know, at the you know at the Kirk, the teacher would the assignment would tell us we had homework, and that was not really a super big thing to me. So I didn't write the assignment down. I may or may not have <laughs> told my parents about it, and didn't see what really the big deal was about that. But you know, you learn those kind of things over time, and it. You know, so I think it really was very helpful, and my parents would say the same thing if you asked my mom and dad. They were really glad that that I was at the Kirk before Westminster just to get ready for that. Well, and I, and I want to be clear, one of the things that is so humbling for me is knowing what Sue Pitzer did and the teachers like Carolyn, mm-hmm. now Stone, then Simon, and Julie Shafter and others have done over the years to, to allow us to, to continue this, this tradition. It's, it's really wonderful. Um, looking, looking at high school, though, we were talking about football. I, I, think, it, I think we do need to, to mention the fact that at WCA, you ended up playing varsity football, correct? Mm-hmm. And and what did you play there? I played quarterback. You played quarterback. Did you see any success after after high school? 
Uh, yes. Um, was we're, we're in, in what way? Turned out um, maybe wasn't the best student at the time, which we can come back to that, how that affected me in college. But yeah. um, was fortunate enough to go you know, to Murray State and on scholarship there, and I redshirted my first year and started the next four. Yeah, and um, after that. Now, in in that, so so you become a D one athlete, and you, you you get to go through that process and, and see what that's really about, which I know a lot of, especially boys aspire to, mm -hmm. but, but parents think about with their kids. I know you have a lot of wisdom there. Uh, did you ever get to play on ESPN or anything like that? You know, my first ever um, college game, I redshirted my first year, and then my first ever game was Thursday night versus Louisville. Um, and there at the time, they were the number five team in the country. Brian Brown was there. Bobby Petrino years. Yeah, Harry yeah. Douglas, uh, Michael Bush, all those guys played in the NFL. And so I didn't really know too much better. You know, the last time I played football was Saturday afternoon at Westminster versus Priory. That was my last game. And then fast forward to this. And so they go down on, uh, um, and score on their first possession. It took them like four plays, and they scored. It was 7 nothing. Uh, we got the ball and went three and out. And then they got the ball, and somebody dropped a pass on third down, so we lucked out and they punted. And then we went out and scored um, on our second possession. Oh, so there you go. It was 7-7. Seven to seven. That place was quiet, and I'm, like, running up and down the sideline, like, we're going to beat these guys. They're not that good. You know, we're Murray State. And then they rattled off 70 straight points. Oh, my goodness. And at halftime, uh, I mean, they were just so much better than us. I faked an injury to, like, get out of the game. I was like, Coach, my knees are killing me you got to get me out. I mean, they were just, like, so big and so good, oh, and they just goodness. beat the doors off of us. So, yeah. So so, so you did go to the mountaintop in, in one way, but fell, yeah. fell right off, <laughs> That's exactly off the right. cliff. Yeah. Well, yeah, talk about your grades, uh, as, as, and you mentioned that, as far as being prepared for college. I mean, I know mm -hmm. that I know your, your story and your heart, with, with kids especially, is, is so big. I mean, you're still coaching football now. You still care about speaking into kids' lives. But mm -hmm. talk about your journey in, in the midst of that, of, of going from high school to college. Westminster, I, I struggled through middle school. Um, you know, my, uh, my mom did not think that I needed – to be a part of the learning center at Westminster. Um, so I was never, you know, tested for things like learning disabilities. Um, medication was still pretty new and my parents were very adamant that like, we don't really want yeah. our son on a narcotic. Um, you know, we just didn't want to do that. And so going into high school, she was reading through some of the class offerings and she saw um, that there was a study skills class and it was like extra help, provided tutors during the day. So she went into Sherry Blouse. I was like, I'd love for Jeff to be a part of the study hall. It sounds pretty good. And she was like, well, that's the learning center, Sandy. And so anyway, I ended up getting into that. And, you know, throughout um, Westminster, I, I struggled to get through. Um, you know, I remember my senior year, um, I was ranked 120-something out of 100. And I think there was we had 135 kids or 132. And I was in the 120s, and I had a 3.0 GPA that year. Um, the top 25 kids in our wow. class all made over a 4.0. Wow. A lot of them are on, it's funny, you look through this this wise guys list and it's like, oh yeah, valedictorian, they made 4.0s. You know, so it's funny to look through that. But I really struggled through Westminster and it was hard and it was challenging, not mm -hmm. only just on me, but on my parents. And then fast forward to college um, and I showed up on the dean's list. I started making A's and B's. I, you know, you started taking classes and things that interested you. And um, one thing that I knew how to do better than most was write papers and um, really we had to do writing assignments you know at the Kirk and I'm like why are you know yeah. my dad 
I remember we had to do a research essay, and my dad was like, "What? Still on, do it? Yeah. What on earth are you having to do a research essay yeah. for as a sixth grader? You know, you should be playing outside, or, you know." So it's interesting that um, that turned out to be one of the things that suited me really well, um, not only in college but also in my job. You know, written and verbal communication, and you know, it's funny to look back on that essay I wrote about Christopher Columbus. And going to the library and getting the books and yeah. citing your sources and we still do all that. You know, doing all that is it's just funny to see how that, mm. you know, benefited me down the road. So let's shift to your business for a second. Tell us about your business. What in in what you're doing on a day to day basis? I know for you, it's really about relationships. So what mm-hmm. what do you do in your business right now? Yeah. So we have a sales team that's mostly responsible for bringing in new clients. Um, through their house and car insurance and then once they sign up I'll go meet with all of the new ones and hey this is what you signed up for is that what you meant to sign up for this is what this means if you're in a wreck or if you have a claim here's what that process is going to look like um, so that's a lot of what I do I do a lot of trying to um, build relationships with whether it's referral sources or part of the business community in Kirkwood or um, you know do that try to help manage our team and guide and lead them in the right direction so it's it's a little bit of everything, uh, which is, it's good for me. The same day is not, you know, Monday is not the same as Tuesday. And that's, yeah. that's good for someone like me. So I, I really enjoy it. I have a lot of fun doing it. And how long have you been doing this? Um, I worked for some other people for about 26 months. And then I started my own office um, January of 2014. When you're hiring people, mm-hmm. having seen what a D1 school looks like, having been to a Christian elementary school and then a Christian high school, and you're looking for character, you're looking for people with a work ethic, you're looking for people who, frankly, have the same standards as you. Mm-hmm. How do you judge that? What, what are you looking for? Where, where do you see a difference? Because you're hiring a lot of people. I know for you, the number one success, and you've told me this before, is when I hire somebody, I wanna be able to send them to their next job well. Mm-hmm. So how does that work? Yeah, ultimately, the, the, the folks that I wanna have come work for me are those that would wanna get their own office. Um, you know, so that's kind of a goal is, you know, 10 or 15 years down the road, there's kind of the Earhart Agency family tree, so to speak, yeah, of, yeah. you know, the first one that just happened, Scott Clayton went and got his office, and, you know, we were able to celebrate that together. But um, part of what you look for, to be honest with you, is um, the word I keep coming back to lately is buoyancy. You know, if you think about a buoy out in the ocean or out in the lake, can you continue to take on water and keep coming back? Yeah. You know, can things not crash up against you or whatever the court and you stay where you're supposed to stay and so that's a trait that I really value especially in sales you know if you're really really good in our business you make close at like a 20 25 percent ratio close ratio yeah. which means that 75 percent or 80 percent of the people that you talk to are telling you no wow you know and so that that um, characteristic of being able to continue to come back continue to you know stay the course and stay with it um, is important and then those that have great vision you know I know what what I want my future to be like I want to work towards that I want to pursue that um, those are just some of the things that we try to find and you know try to instill with with the folks on our team what do you think you're most proud of right now with the Earhart agency and what you guys have accomplished because I think just knowing you and knowing your your heart with some some things um, you're a very humble guy and so I'm gonna I'm gonna ask the tough question here. Yeah. What are you proud of? Um, I think that you know in any sales organization they keep track, just like in sports. You know, right. there's a scoreboard for a reason. Winning matters. Um, but I think the stat that I'm the most proud of is that after somebody has had a claim with us, whether it's 
on their house or on their car or, you know, sometimes we have to do death claims with life insurance that we yeah. have not had any clients that have left us or families that have left us after have gone through a claim with us. And so that doesn't really show up mm -hmm. on any of the sales metrics or sales logs right. or any of that kind of thing, but that's the one that I'm the most proud of is that, you know, did this work how you thought it was going to work when you bought it? And it, you know, so far that answer seems to be yes. So I think oh, that's, that's probably the thing that... That's solid. Yeah. So if you could talk to KDS students right now who might not love school or maybe mm -hmm. they're going through kind of a, a tough transition, now that you have a little bit of wisdom, a little sage mm -hmm. uh, come, comes on the shoulder there, what, how would you um, communicate to them? What would you want to say to them? I don't know if it's wisdom or a pretty long list of what not to do, you know, <laughs> one of the two. But yeah, yeah. I think the thing that I would in, in, try to encourage those kids as best as you can understand as a, as a grade school age, you know, person is that all of the challenges and things that you're dealing with, while it may seem, you know, difficult and hard to overcome for yourself, you know, it's going to be worth learning how to overcome tough things, you know, and if it takes you an hour to finish an assignment where it takes your friend only 25 or 30 minutes, um, at the end of the day, how long it takes to get it done is not necessarily as important so much as finishing it. Yeah. And there's so many times that I didn't do things to my best effort because I just didn't care about it. You know, I didn't really want to learn about history or science or whatever because I didn't care about it. And I just wish that I wouldn't have had that mentality. You know, I wish that I would have been able to, in those times that are huff, tough, just give in a little bit more, just try it a little bit harder. So I think that's one thing that I would encourage them. And then the other thing is that um, you're not going to regret um, becoming friends with everybody that you're, you're in your class, you know, that's in your class, excuse me. Um, you know, down the road when you've graduated either high school or college, or maybe you've moved back, maybe you don't, but there's a lot of people I see on this list that like, man, they're doing such cool stuff now. I wish that we were closer friends just so I could hear about it. You well, know, it's just interesting, so that Matt could... Walker moved me, and so he was one of the first touch points that I had mm -hmm. at Kirk Day School was a KDS graduate who helped orchestrate our entire move from Nashville to St. Louis, Funny. which was just a huge blessing, but done at a different level. I never knew moving could be so enjoyable in comparison to all the nightmares that I had heard, mm -hmm. and that was, that was a huge blessing from Best Man in Your Way. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. What would you tell, what would you tell parents? Especially um, those that might say, man, I don't know if I want to send my child to Kirk Day School, or maybe maybe they're struggling to say, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a real sacrifice to, to mm -hmm. make that, because it is. I mean, it, it is a sacrifice for a lot of our families, and we're grateful for that, mm -hmm. and grateful for those who want to partner with us. But how would you encourage those that might have to struggle with that year to year? Yeah, I'm, I'm not a parent, so I can't really come at it from the parent perspective. Um, but I, just as a kid, what I can tell you is that there's a lot of stuff that I had to learn the hard way as a fifth and sixth grader that I'm really glad I did not have to learn that as a 19-year-old or as a 22-year-old mm. or as a 27-year-old. Yeah. Thankfully, I got to learn that in a relatively safe environment as a 10-year-old. And wow. so I think, you know, I think that's worth, worth the price of admission, so to speak. Um, a lot of those standards that you're held to, um, understanding what's right, understanding what's wrong, learning what's in the Bible, aside from just you know, the Sunday school answers of, you know, God, Jesus, and a manger, what, you yeah. know, whatever it is. But learning those things at a young age, um, again, till this day, I'm not sure what that says about me, but, 
the Bible verses that I have memorized are ones that I learned while I was here. I mean, those are the ones that I know the most. Um, That's you know, and that was over twenty years ago, and it's not like I've practiced them since then. Yeah. But, well, God's word definitely says, you know, write it on your heart, mm-hmm. and uh, and that's something that that I know our teachers and and our board and, and the session of the Kirk desires for that to happen, and so that's really a, a huge mm-hmm. testament to to the process there. That's wonderful, Jeff. Anything else you would share about about KDS? Anything that that you would just say, hey, this this really stuck out to me in my time here. Or this was something that that was really impactful in my years. Uh, while while I was here, um, no, I think you know I I think we've covered a lot of it, but I think when I think back about my time here and being a student here, you know, I didn't realize a lot of the stuff that I had learned until later in life, but a lot of what kind of shaped me and who I am and some of the stuff and some of the ways that I am today, like I did learn that in Miss Simon's class, I did learn that in Melissa Davis' class, even though multiple times in her sweet southern accent she was telling me that I was on her last nerve <laughs> you know a lot of those things I learned um, I learned while I was here and that did make an impact that's great that did make a difference for me and now you're coaching so tell us a little bit about coaching yeah so that's that's a lot of fun um, you know I enjoy getting to try to stay around football as best I can and try to have an impact on on some of those kids life both you know academically on the field how the decisions that they make socially um, and try to get them to understand that, you know, high school is really, really important, but in the grand scheme of your life, it's only going to be four years. Some of the decisions that you're making now or you're not making are going to have repercussions a lot longer than when you graduate. Right. And just trying to get young people to understand that, you know, it's, awesome. it's fun. Jeff, thanks. Thanks for being on this. Parents, as topics come up, keep sending them to us. I say it every week. Uh, I hope that you guys will. It's been great having your feedback, and Jeff, it's been great hearing your stories, and thanks for sharing with us. Yeah, thanks for having me. All right. Kirk Day School, we'll talk to you soon.